Hello, welcome to the Higher Hearts Podcast with your host, Bradley Y. With me as always, Sensitive Guru. Phoebe <laughs> yeah. Ward. Phoebe had a bit of a rough night last night. No, it wasn't rough. We stayed up, up quizzing fun. with some friends. Mm. And then Phoebe was like, I need some, I want I want more alcohol. And then 10 minutes later was like, And go bed I'm going to go to bed. So she's a... Uh, sensitive flower today but it's fine because we have a pre-recorded episode that we're uh putting out phoebe who are we uh who are we talking to this week uh we had a chat with uh, some of the guys from padstow brewing we spoke to i'm george and i'm a brewer at padstow and we also spoke to simon and i'm the, the general manager at padstow brewing um george is the brewer over there um he's done brewing in other places as well but he is the brewer and um simon is the production manager i think it, i was saying to phoebe before we started recording actually it's a bit more interesting because i think we've done a lot of interviews with the owners yeah owners and CEOs of the of the small businesses and so I'm not I haven't really done a CEO before on the podcast whatever (laughs) not that I recall well owners Uh, and founders is what I mean um yeah and so it's interesting talking to two guys that work and this is just a job for them rather than it being their their business they are part yeah. of someone else's business so they're very, obviously very passionate about um working for padstow yeah, yeah. and what they do um it's just interesting to kind of hear about how they got to the roles that they're in yeah they both came from different uh, angles into this mm. um so it's kind of hearing interesting hearing it just be a job for them yeah um not that that's a bad thing but it was definitely a different perspective on it uh so we hope you enjoy this episode padstow brewing was started 2013 uh, by Karen and Des, who are a, a couple, they sort of, um, I guess, retired from like proper jobs in London and moved to Cornwall and were like, what should we do? And then um, Des did a brew day, I think the story goes, uh, and was like, yeah, we can do this. Um, and then they started brewing like super small scale and then kind of had a bit of a, yeah, we can definitely do this. And then like bought a small brewery, mm. as you do, <laughs> sort of from like homebrew to, to like professional sized kit. And, Go straight yeah, in. They started in the shower, didn't they? I think. Yeah, they yeah. started like, converting one of the shower rooms into a brewery. I read that and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't quite understand. Yeah. So when it's like a shower it's a wet room, room, like a wet room, like as in near the beach. Yeah, like a like surf, a surf shower, shower room. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so they kind of made the leap, and then kind of it just grew from there. Really, I mean, they obviously brewed and 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 got some local customers, and you know, started to do like tours and brew days and, and all the kind of things that you do. And then, I mean, me and George joined three years ago. Okay. Now, is it? George? Yeah, just over. Yeah. So they kind of got to the point where they're like, we need more people. We need another brewer. We can't do everything. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I guess it's, it's, it's just grown and grown. Up until up until this year, <laughs> yeah. suddenly the, the break <laughs> slammed yeah. on for everyone around the country. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so we were sort of at the point where we were looking at you know like we're reaching capacity in our site, mm. running out of space, needed to you know even looking at, at buying a, a bigger brew brew house mm. um, to keep up with demand. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And then the world was like, no, um, you're good, you're good, you'll we'll be fine. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> so how many, how many of uh, you are there at the company at the moment? Oh, yeah, yeah, full-time staff, about four. Mm-hmm. Four full-time and then quite a lot of, quite a lot of part-time. Um, four full-time? Doing all sorts. Three. <laughs> Three full-time? Three full-time. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know who the fourth one is. <laughs> the secret fourth. Uh... Surprise. 
like pixie <laughs> brew brew pixie yeah full, yeah full time there's three of us so okay there's yeah. a chap called Stuart who does the, a lot of the production packaging for us mm. and he, you know there's a lot of the warehouse management things like that so mm-hmm. Simon sat at the desk doing nothing. I'm obviously <laughs> doing the You're brewing and Stuart's doing everything doing else. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm still <laughs> in the brewing doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's amazing anything gets done. It says on the website, Simon, you started out washing out like the kegs and stuff and then you just like happened. How? Tell us the story because it literally on the website it just says you were offered a, what was it, a comfortable chair and heating and that was all it took for you to <laughs> general manager uh tell us a little bit more about how that kind of happened how you kind of got into that position that you're in now yeah it's a bit of a strange one really um i mean i started off with like a kind of two day a week washing out dirty casks um that like come back from pubs and were just kind of left and it was like yeah you can wash these so you stood there in like february freezing cold (laughs) like washing out old yeast from from barrels and you're thinking this is this is terrible (laughs) um (laughs) and then and then we need a delivery driver and they're like oh yeah you can do that and i'm like okay great i'll do that so i spent like two days a week washing casks and two days a week driving a van around cornwall which was pretty good actually on like a nice sunny day yeah you know driving a van around cornwall chucking out beer at pubs and stuff which (laughs) you know hard hard work in the summer you can imagine but Yeah. yeah weren't bad and then you know i sort of got lured into sales a bit oh well we're out on the road you can do a bit of sales and then before i knew it it was like you could maybe buy in some goods for the and then it was like well we're spending a lot shouldn't we try and save and then you know you just kind of yeah yeah lured lured into into an admin job yeah that slowly grew for you there is no escape like once you get into that (laughs) the paperwork just eats you alive (laughs) also says that on the website as well i know yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah. it's true (laughs) yeah george what did you do before all this i was a brewer brewing Uh, um, from birth born born (laughs) brewing brewing, yeah i was born with two kegs (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm i'm from burton on trent originally mm-hmm. obviously big famous brewing town mm-hmm. um and funnily enough i left burton to go work in a brewery um so i started sharps brewery in rock brewing Doombar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, okay cool yeah not the most exciting beer but you know it's my dad know, loves it <laughs> nothing wrong with it but you know some people it's a bit of a controversial controversial beer <laughs> like, okay. I, can, yeah. I can see you getting itchy there you're like oh Dimba, i don't know how to feel about this but you know it's, it's sort of big brewery because it's i think it's 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 much easier to start in a big brewery than it is in a small brewery because you the, the, the amount of processes and things you have to learn mm-hmm. yeah you know if you go into a small brewery you know, i've been to breweries where they're where they're kind of skipping out all these essential yeah. steps mm. and things um just because they don't know they don't know what it is they don't know how it works but um Obviously, in a big brewery, you learn from the, the you know, the top of the industry, the most qualified guys yeah. there are, are mm. the ones who are your bosses. So Phoebe and I were talking about it last night briefly, um, like this kind of bigger businesses that produce the same beer day in and day out. And whilst they might mm-hmm. not be as exciting, there's like some, there's, you know, there's an appreciation. Yeah, the consistency. Yeah. They're able it's to the brew the yeah. same beer day in and, and day out. I think Laura That's from Wild Beer. That's the hardest beer, thing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, getting consistent consistency mm. is the hardest thing yeah like because it's great to have all these you know exciting different beers but would you be able to brew the same thing but there's next something time? exciting about getting a different batch and like that. being able to be like oh, this is this is a different batch what's the <laughs> what's the new batch gonna taste like you know so i think yeah mm. yeah I, I mean it's it's 
you know, they're, they're different markets, aren't they? Mm. But, From there then, so how long were you there for? Uh, there for? Did you go anywhere else? And then did you... Um... I was there for two years, I think. Okay. And then straight to Padstow. Awesome. Cool. Um, well, how did you kind of get into contact with Padstow? What was the... How did that sort of start? I... Well, they, well, they advertised a, a job as a brewer um, and I applied. I, I didn't get it originally. Mm-hmm. And then they called me back and they said... Uh, any chance you still want to still want to do it? So I had another interview and then uh, and then got the job. There's a story there. So, what happened to the other person? Yeah. Well, how does how does a, an interview for a brewer work? I can't I can't really picture. You have to talk about hops. Like, what's your favourite kind of? Yeah, that's an interesting. Your processes. Yeah. How does that work? Um, he doesn't even know. <laughs> I, I can't really remember. I can't remember. Um, it's too long ago. Um, do you take home brewing? Is that a thing you can do? Take, you could do, yeah. but. I don't know. I think if I was interviewing a brewer, mm. I would go to the pub and do the interview there, okay. and then have them kind of drink through the interview. <laughs> <laughs> so they loosen up. Can we not talk about pubs, George? We'll just all start uh, weeping. Be like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Well, you mentioned earlier, um, uh, Des kind of he had a tasting like day or tasting experience, and uh, you guys have gone on to get a like you've got your own kind of. Um, brew day brew experience or you you did have before all um and i was kind of thinking that you do tours as well but is there something Mm -hmm. that an experience day like an like actually brewing can give to people that maybe a tour can't well yeah brew days are are really hands-on days so you are literally involved in the the whole brewing process Mm. so you can get as hands-on or not as you want at all you condense you know an all right amount of information into two hours mm. whereas a day if people the kind of enthusiasts home brewers and things like that you you know you got a whole day to teach you as much as you know we saw a brewery where what was that brewery you went to where St. They, Ives they did a um, they had an opportunity there. as well yeah. and you just don't see it that often like there's we kind of keep talking about how you know you go on one brewery tour and you're kind of hearing the same information so like what what can you add mm. to a tour of a brewery that's going to make it different to all the others you go on? And I think, yeah, we need to get on a, a brew day experience. <laughs> For you then, what kind of what kind of beers do Padstow uh, do? What's like? What's your sort of forte? And what beers do you guys personally like? I mean, we do a really wide range of beers mm. uh, because as a as a company and as individuals, we like a really wide range of beers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, certainly me and George and I know Des and Karen also, you know, we're never happier than a decent pub with a good pint of cask of bitter. Yeah. Mm. You know, like people, there's the kind of, I guess, the, the craft world now is is a little bit split and there's people who really deride those kind of beers and there's people who still love them. Mm. Um, but we are definitely in the, we still love them. Yeah. Kind of category. But that doesn't mean that that's all that we do and, you know, a couple of years ago, we really kind of sat down and we were like, yeah, we do these beers really well. We do a good, a good range of kind of traditional cask beers and, mm. you know, and it was like, let's do something else. Let's, let's kind of push the envelope. And obviously cans have massively grown as a, mm. as a part of the market now. I mean, you just can't, you can't avoid cans and, mm. and, and now cans of, you know, you're talking like some of the best beers that you can get They're in a can now, whereas, you know, a few years back that wasn't the case mm-hmm. and yeah. so over the last kind of two years we've massively massively broadened our kind of horizons uh 
in terms of recipe creation and modern mm-hmm. styles and, and and you know we've brewed how many now george like 15 i don't know 20 different some, some different like beers that. all like one-off brews you know mm-hmm. using different ingredients i mean we did a, a ghost Which... with seaweed in it you know we've mm-hmm. used fruit purees and mm. yeah lots lots of different beers yeah uh, but with them but but we we've obviously kept hold of our kind of roots we still do all the core range of bottle conditioned ales the cask yeah. beers keeps it interesting yeah i think uh, i mean we're drinking at the moment we're drinking your kind of stout <laughs> which is quite heavy we were saving it now it's, we're drinking it it's four o'clock it's fine yeah we just <laughs> the time doesn't exist right now okay but um, yeah i wouldn't worry about what time it is no mm. no but obviously this is Wow, this stout is incredible. Um, you guys came to Vessel and you did a tasting with us, and I remember yeah. I'd started chatting to you, and then I had a sip of Connor Stout for the first time, and I, I was just like, "What is this? Oh my god!" And it's certainly yeah, dense, isn't it? Oh my god, it's just and it's smoky and it's my kind of stout. Um, and you're talking about cans, and obviously uh, the Connor brothers are like collabing in the design of this can. Um, and did you want to talk a little bit more about like your um, relationship with Connor Brothers and the fact that this raises money for Calm, things like that? Yeah, I mean, it all came out through through us kind of looking at it as like, you know, we were chatting with a local art gallery and called The Drang in, in Padstow. Um, and they were like, yeah, you know, we, we kind of work with artists and we were kind of trying to work out how to make this Imperial Stout like a really like a really unique kind of one-off beer for us because obviously mm. you know we were at the kind of 500th brew uh of, oh, the, yeah. of the of the company if you like um so it's kind of a, a milestone that we wanted to mark and it kind of yeah. grew into this kind of oh well, what if we did you know different artwork and well maybe there's more than one bit of artwork and yeah, yeah it kind of became this and then maybe we should put in a nice you know like a unique presentation box mm-hmm. and then yeah. when we were chatting with the Connor brothers and they were like we like to support this chat and we're like well it'd be good to you know and before you knew it, you're kind of <laughs> taking all these boxes. Yeah. And brewing it was a hell of a brew, wasn't it, George? I mean, oh, that was... It was, yeah. <laughs> Long like day. A, tri- a triple mash or something? It was ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. So obviously, you need a certain amount of grain to reach the high alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, but our kit is built for kind of around 4% cask beers. Mm. So mm. every time we kind of deviate from that, you always run into some kind of obstacles. So we couldn't physically fit in the malt into one mash. So we had to do three mashes over a ton of grain. Um, Yeah, it was, (laughs) it was long. So is that, is that that a difficulty for you when you're trying to brew higher percentage beers is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. We we, we can't, the the mash ton, you need a certain amount of obviously malt and water in your mash to get the kind of strength. We, we struggle to brew anything of a, a, an okay volume mm-hmm. over about six percent in mm. one mash right okay yeah and this is 11 percent, so that's not even like <laughs> yeah. a subtle jump so, yeah and obviously because it's because it's stout there's so many speciality malts in it as well there's yeah. so many yeah. dark malts crystal malts which have le- have less sugar in anyway so yeah. you you end up using so much malt mm. um and 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 the, the most depressing thing is you end up chucking away well, yeah. the, the malt's still full of sugar, but you've but you've reached the gravity you need, so mm. it just goes straight to the cattle feed. And yeah. you know, you could you if we had the capacity, you could make another kind of four or five percent beer out of just the, the spent grains. Yeah, but yeah. we just we just don't, so it all went to the cows. How much of an yeah. input do you guys have in terms of uh, like all, all of the kind of team together? Do you guys or are you are all kind of pitching in ideas and um, uh, kind of ideas for beers, or is it like one person is kind of going, "This is what we're doing," and then people can kind of uh, maybe 
put their little bit into it no oh, i'd say it's uh certainly in terms of the one-off beers it's like a constant collaboration yeah. mm. and we've got this kind of sort of goal to like just keep trying to brew like different styles yeah so like obviously like imperial stout was yeah okay that's the style we've done you know new england ipas and, and like the ic goes the ghost that we did was you know that was like well we should how are we going to do a ghost in cornwall what do mm. we oh well we live near the sea you know mm. and then me and george and, and fraser who was working with us last summer mm. actually went got wetsuits on went into the sea <laughs> and got the seaweed amazing <laughs> That's love great. it and, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's a collaborative effort, you know, people go and they, you know, people obviously are always drinking different beers and, mm. and yeah. oh, we should try one of these. Let's try one of these, you know. It so part of it is obviously like any business, you're not going to brew beers that aren't going to sell. You're yeah. Gonna, well, it's a bit, I really want to brew, brew this really obscure beer. And then you're sat there looking at it for, for six months. But, but we do find that there's an awful lot of interest. Uh, at the moment for, for people wanting you know different products mm. how has your customer base changed uh over the time like sort of what, what who are you kind of brewing the beers for like how, what obviously there's a difference between your core range and your speciality beers but like how has the customer base for padstow changed uh in recent years for you guys now kind of going into that market well i mean obviously i don't see much outside of the brewery but i would <laughs> i would say that mm. i mean you know three years ago we weren't what you would call a craft brewer, what many people would call a craft brewer. Mm. Most people probably wouldn't know we existed outside of kind of Cornish pubs because we were only in cask, really. We just been in bottles as well. But yeah, the, 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 there's a lot of people I find only want cans. Yeah. Right. Um, so since doing the cans, I think we've got a whole new kind of audience mm. in that craft beer, you know, Instagram beer accounts things like that yeah. um which wouldn't drink a bottle conditioned bitter at four percent they just simply wouldn't do it mm-hmm. um but they would drink a new england ipa at seven percent mm-hmm. so it's a whole new audience i think but that's that's good because we we've still got the two you know we, we, we haven't stopped doing cask we're still loyal to the cask lovers the, the bottle condition lovers yeah. um and you know we're, we're trying to kind of please everyone Mm. Phoebe, there was a question you wanted to ask the other day, actually, and maybe these guys would be good for answering that, which is uh, cask versus uh, keg. Keg, yeah. What's the do you guys? What's the difference between those two? Sort of, what what's the difference between those two for people that wouldn't know why you would want to go for one or the other, or what you know what mm. makes the difference? Because I think you go into some breweries and you ask for a beer, and they will actually ask which what you'd prefer yeah, they which, have it on both yeah, which you'd prefer it on and obviously that's you know benefit oh, yeah. of some breweries having that as a, an ability but would but you guys want you to do clarify? find there are a lot of um breweries and venues that are cask only they're so like they cask strong yeah um and yeah. yeah you guys seem very like kind of you know you're committed to the cask so uh do you want to kind of explain why you're committed to cask Cask beer Gask. is Gask a beautiful beer. thing. It's, <laughs> you don't find it anywhere else. And the Europeans can't get the hell around it. Mm-hmm. We had some French guys. We went, we went over to France and we were talking about cask and they were like, what on earth is cask? Uh, it's just such a unique way of serving beer. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so important that people appreciate it mm-hmm. and continue to, to enjoy it and continue to brew it. Um, the main difference is that the cask is it, it's, it's a barrel with live yeast and fermentation going on inside the barrel. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it, it's a bit like a bottle-conditioned beer mm. in a cask. But it's not just about the brewer when you're drinking cask. It's as much about the landlord as it is the brewer. You know, yeah. you can send a fantastic cask beer to a terrible landlord and they can, they can give you a bad reputation mm-hmm. um, because they don't know how to keep it, they don't know how to serve it. Or similarly, you can send a, a really kind of bog-standard 
pretty boring cask to a fantastic landlord and he will present it in a way that you know m- makes you look better than you actually are so <laughs> it's it, it's a lot about how people handle it mm-hmm. um how is that handling I'm process not, sorry like what what is it about what is it about the way it's delivered that you, will yeah i was gonna say do you want to just so, like go through yeah, the basics of casks and... yeah yeah so obviously casks with with, with live yeast in in, in a cask mm. um during the delivery well, cask doesn't travel too well mm. um I, I think you'll find if you're in again go back to doom bar if you're in rock and you drink doom bar in the mariners which is just about a mile away from the brewery yeah and then you drink it in a weatherspoons in mm-hmm. glasgow mm. they're going to taste very different um because the one which is outside of Cornwall has been in the back of a lorry it's been transported up uh the whole time you're shaking that barrel you, mm-hmm. you know it's it's, it's not really best for the beer cask has got to be drank fresh yeah the sooner you drink it the best really okay and cask has a very short shelf life when yeah. you serve a cask the first thing you do is what well, arrives to the pub you let it settle mm-hmm. you let it kind of reabsorb the uh the, the carbonation from the journey mm-hmm. and then you put it up on a tilter and then you tap it and as soon as you put a little pin a, a little spiral on the top you tap it you've mm. got about three days to drink it mm. so a big part of cask flavor is the fact that it is oxidized. You yeah. have opened it and that's a, you know, fresh cask doesn't taste quite right. After about a day, that's when cask tastes its best. Whereas keg, um, well, the, the keg never actually comes in contact with, with oxygen. So yeah. okay. the shelf life on keg is much better. Yeah. Right. I think it's just, is that, is it, that make sense? Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. wondering a little bit there. <laughs> no, no, it does make sense. I think it's, it takes a lot more care and a lot, it's just there's a lot more effort involved and that is why it's impressive and that's why people choose it mm. over keg a lot of the time yeah and, and and like george says if you get it you can't uh you can't really recreate it mm, exactly mm. and it's funny actually at the moment you know obviously because of because of lockdown and pubs are shut and and, and we're selling an awful lot of beer in in mini kegs which mm. is close to cask beer as as you can really get in your house yeah um or garden or balcony or whatever and we've had people saying, "Yeah, I just, I just want, I want to experience that kind of having a pint, yeah, in a pub, like, and you know, that's kind of what people are kind of missing because that is a kind of unique part of of that experience of going to the pub, where it's, you know, mm. you could argue that having a beer out of a can versus having a beer out of a yeah. keg is, is a much, it's a very different experience. Mm. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not kind of degrading those, but but that kind of go to pub." have a pint of cask beer which you just can't get in your house yeah yeah exactly kind of this unique part of people's lives Mm. that they're kind of missing so it's interesting when you kind of get into it yeah i've been seeing mini kegs popping up everywhere at the moment yeah everyone's doing mini kegs at the moment yeah makes sense it does yeah yeah i mean yeah i just don't think we could fit it in our fridge (laughs) we'll give it a go that's why i'm excited we'd have to drink it i mean some of the beers no, are going in. You don't have to in. in your fridge. Keep it cool. You know. I don't know Put if we've got anywhere to keep it cool. Well, we could get find some areas. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. I want it to be good. Oh yeah, you guys were in. Um, is it right? Brew London, or do you call it Brew LDN? Before oh, I mean, we God. start with Brew, Brew London, London because cool. good. I can't we're deal with Brew no <laughs> I was like, it, they're just going with L. Yeah, Brew London. You were there no. literally beginning of the year, just before all this madness. Um, yeah, just before this madness. Literally just Yeah, before. we had this kind of, we had this really surreal kind of start to the year mm. where we were, you know, obviously talking about expansion and, and thinking about, you know, 
all that and then we went to to brew london with all our beers and obviously you know you meet loads of people and it's mm. like this massive event and then we um and yeah that was that was fantastic i mean there were so many breweries so much beer yeah. so much good beer as well in like a oh, small, yeah. small <laughs> stop space. please just you need to stop <laughs> <laughs> again oh, I, I it. <laughs> yeah i'm trying i try not to think about it because it's kind of like oh did we actually did we really do that in February? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. It's crazy. Like you go have, you, have you guys been to it before? Like have you been to no, we haven't. Or the, only, the only festival we've been, or the festival we were going to go <laughs> oh, to God. is uh, Hop City. We were literally uh, about to go. Yeah. Which obviously uh, has, which didn't happen. Uh, outside of that, our only festival yeah. really is, yeah. um, Vessel. is Vessel. Yeah. Um, there yeah. was, we were going to go to Wild Beers as well, but obviously all the, all the ones coming up are, uh, are off. So yeah. uh, no, we've, we've, we, we've really, really only gotten into this kind of the craft beer scene in the last year so we kind of got into this properly last year so mm. we were just kind of like seeing how we how it was going and then our first festival was vessel yeah. and then this year was going to be like 2020 we're going to get into it this was going to be our year for festivals we yeah. missed out on uh, friends and family just because tickets sold out really quickly yeah and then yeah, yeah we got our hop city tickets yeah. and then we missed out on uh, verdant summer bash so we were like okay at least we've got one and then yeah <laughs> so fun yeah, yeah so yeah it's just yeah. crazy looking at your instagram and you don't go back far and it's like you're in real london yeah. just drives oh mad. normal yeah yeah yeah. It's just... yeah i mean and it, it was it got worse because we went from brew london and then we went back to cornwall and i was like yeah brew london's amazing and then and then we went to to beer x in liverpool mm. yeah oh yeah that was just before wasn't it yeah so <laughs> we, we just we, before <laughs> so crazy so we entered um and we entered like five beers and like four of them won medals and mm, two brilliant. of them won national gold medals. And we were like, this is amazing, you know, yeah. super excited. Do you remember which you know, ones those back. were that you entered? Yeah, so we entered, um, we had a cask beer, mm-hmm. uh, Pilot, so Padstow Pilot, so that's a porter, 4% mm-hmm. porter. And that had won the regional gold um, last year, which many got entered into the national gold for the, the cask dark uh in that category yeah um and that won gold like nationally so that was like nice you know fantastic to win with like a cask beer because you know as me and george have said you know that's something that we're kind of really into at padstone really proud about yeah um and then all the other beers were keg um so sundowner two mm-hmm. uh which is a, a new england ipa that mm-hmm. won uh national gold mm. uh in that category yeah i was gonna say um, like that's been a massive favorite in vessel like it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't I mean, last long. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's one of, I mean, in Cannes, it was one of the quickest beers that, mm-hmm. to, to sell out. Cool. Uh, um, yeah, and then we had some other beers. So I think Pocket Rocket, which is our like 4% session IPA, that one, uh, mm-hmm. Dilver? Uh, anyway, but oh, yeah, so it was like, yeah, we went and, you know, all these awards and gold and, and you know, yeah. driving back to Cornwall the next day, like, you know, sort of massive. <laughs> massive high <laughs> yeah. how is um how is it how, how has it been moving out from uh cornwall into the rest of the uk how like sort of how far out are you guys now in terms of or were you di- in terms of distribution where were you guys kind of where, where where could people find you guys i mean yeah i mean we've been sending beer all around the country mm-hmm. for probably a couple of years i mean yeah. a couple of years ago you went up to to newcastle didn't you george to do a, a collaboration with erin uh, Brewing, Errant Brewery, yeah, and we stopped at Dig in in Birmingham in Digbeth, right? And I, I we well, I drove up in the van, 
and I filled the back of the van with beer and I just went around beer shops saying, do you want any beer? Amazing. Um, this is, this is, this is what we got. And they said, yeah, can we give you a call? And I said, well, no, cause I'm parked outside and I've got <laughs> half a ton of beer on the back of the van. So if you want it, get it. And <laughs> that method actually worked quite well because a lot of customers just said, yeah, yeah go yeah. on then. Why okay. not? Yeah. Yeah. This guy's just wandered in, uh, he's parked outside, yeah, I'll, I'll buy a case. And then we've had quite a few people who continued buying cases. Yeah, well, we don't, like like I say, Vessel, which is probably the one of the nearest to you guys, um, your your beer doesn't last that long. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's out. People go for it, especially yeah, Pocket yeah, Rocket as well. Like you said earlier, I was like, that. that's like, it yeah, it's, it's a good so one. quick. It's, 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 it's a safe choice. Yeah, mm. no, it's a good one. A sensible four <laughs> percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh one of the lower ones that the main customers will go for and like confidently just be like, it's it's a good beer. Like I don't have to go mm. for the strong ones. It's good. I was going to say there is a time and a place for a good a good four mm. percent session beer. Mm. Yeah, oh no, yeah, certainly. Talking about collaboration, um, who are you guys sort of like? How who have you been collaborating with so far this year? Was there any sort of collaborations on the horizon you wanted to sort of mention about that are still happening? Um, like what? What's your kind of relationship? Like, were there any sort of breweries in the in the southwest you collaborate with recently or further afield? We did some in. We had some guys over from France and some guys over from Luxembourg mm-hmm. earlier on in the year, and that that's what we've done this year. Yeah. We were going to kind of plan a lot more, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some, some of that stuff is obviously on hold. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, like we did some at the end of last year with with we did one with Stuart Brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, have you tried the Negroni Sour? Not yet, but we have. We've had it in. We might still have it in. Okay, I believe so. Pick some up for that. Grab it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Only heard good things. Definitely though. try that. That's mm. that's fantastic. We've got a little bit left. Yeah. Um, we did that with Stuart Brewing up in up in Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, who are a fantastic mm. brewery. Um, we've got a a return leg, obviously planned with them because what we tend to do with the collabs is like we'll go to them or they'll come to us and then we'll do like a repeat journey Mm -hmm. uh, which is which is really cool um and lots of fun and yeah we had that kind of in the diary for around about now actually yeah Yeah, i I had a notification on my calendar pop up saying (laughs) i keep i I keep getting those where it's like you would have been doing this today and i'm like cool thanks for that i was was in the kitchen watching fraser yeah it's a great great show but i'm sure you know all of that that stuff you know is all going to come back and yeah so you guys uh you uh the tap room when bounced did the uh, tap room open for you guys and the tasting room the tasting room uh and what (laughs) was there a necessity for that that you guys felt like you needed to um you needed to have that presence and how's that been going for you I think now every small brewery would like to have a, a tap room, tasting mm. room, uh, any any way of like, you know, talking directly to your customers, selling your customers beer directly. Obviously, yeah. you know, from a from a kind of business point of view, you've got a, a healthier margin. But also, it's you know, like George was saying earlier, with with cask beer, you know, you you sell a cask to a pub, yeah. mm. and at that point, you have no control over what they do with the beer, how they serve it, how long they leave it on for. Yeah. You know, whereas if it's being served, you know, in your own premises, you've got control. You can make sure the beer is in the best possible condition, so people get it kind of as we intended it. Right. Yeah. Um. So I think there's a couple of kind of really good, strong reasons, and also it means you get to know your customers, and they, mm. you know, come and talk to you, and yeah, it's all part of that kind of experience. And people are obviously wanting to kind of buy into the small company and get to know you, get yeah. to know the staff. You know, I yeah. mean, we have people who've been buying beer for us ever since like Karen and dad started the company and you know mm. 
you know, they they some people have been on like multiple tours, haven't they, George? Haven't you got? <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm coming yeah, on the tour year, again. Like, come back on the tour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an excuse to get pissed, I think. <laughs> so you know, they're they're buying into it into the kind of small business experience. They they kind of a vested interest in, yeah. in us as yeah. much as we're interested in obviously keeping them as as, as customers. So you do start to build that like relationship with your customers, and it's been actually it's been fantastic recently yeah. um and george wouldn't know this so much because he's been on furlough in his in his house but you know we've had loads of people like ringing up and sending messages yeah. and you know I would, we would have been down to see you in your in your in your tap room but yeah. we're just going to buy you a beer and and that's as close as we can get to uh yeah to padstone mm-hmm. it's quite funny we've we've done some products on the on the website we've done like padstone tasting room in a box where we've tried yeah. to sort of combine the kind of the experience with like glassware and yeah and different drinks and you know even like a bag of crisps or some chocolate or yeah. you know just to kind of provide and people have been loving it like you know mm. sat in a house and you know making it a bit more exciting than just buying beer so it's been um it's been a really strange few mm. weeks obviously but yeah. it's it's been great to kind of draw like a positive out of it i um, saw the uh the video on your instagram where you were like doing like a pulley system to someone's window <laughs> keep doing a delivery yeah, of beer. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah one so of cute. our um one of our tap room staff dasher is is it's in like isolation mm. um yeah. for obviously like health reasons so so yeah so we kind of yeah <laughs> that was so cool like we could totally do that by the way we're on uh, the first floor and it's just okay. the, the, yeah. the idea of a pulley system of beer that's just that sounds amazing yeah. to me <laughs> no we need to we need to get down um mm. like i mean it looks the the actual venue itself just looks so pleasant to be in mm. and uh the actual location and things um did you or whoever put it together uh was there a inspiration of other venues like other tasting rooms other tap rooms um that went into creating padstow's tasting room i don't know because karen and des <laughs> put it together right. <laughs> um <laughs> Three years ago, when me and George had literally just started in the yeah, company, so right. we, you know, we were like just kind of. I was stood washing out empty barrels at that point. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, just dreaming. I don't know, but I'm sure they did. You know, I don't know. You'd have. I'd have to. It I'd looks have to ask quite like it's you. beach hutty, is what I would call it. It's like mm. seasidey. It's it's lovely. I just like white. Yeah, white. it's kind of yeah. that, and right. it's quite white and kind of minimalist. You know, it's got yeah. that kind of thing going on. Yeah, so, um, and is there? I mean, I saw briefly a hint of plans for another tasting room is that right is that a thing yeah so so the so yeah so there's plans which obviously are kind of a little bit on hold at mm. the moment but mm. but yeah the idea was to to kind of broaden our because the tasting room is fantastic mm. uh mm. but it's very it's quite small a lot of buildings yeah. in Padsto like obviously like re repurposed from like tiny cottages and yeah. stuff so you know once you've got kind of 10, 10 people in there you're thinking it's a bit full so the idea was to just get a bigger a bigger um venue that we could put and obviously now we've got a much wider range of beers as well so you mm. kind of want to have like eight or nine ten keg lines and, and and so you can really kind of show off the full range yeah mm. so that was the kind of that that is that is the plan and at some point you know we will be opening another You'll get there. Yeah. You'll get there. <laughs> is it also also in Padstow, or is it going to be? Yeah, also also yeah. in Padstow. Yeah, okay. it's going to be as well as or just a bigger venue. As well as, as well as awesome. Mm. Yeah, yeah, as slightly well different as, um, awesome. uh, experience. Double more of fun. a kind of drinking kind of venue. You know, yeah. a little bit bigger, more room for kind of groups to sit and and have like sessions, and more room for us to potentially do like sort of 
beer tasting events and private events mm-hmm. and tap takeovers things like that nice. yeah tap takeovers because that's another thing where we've been doing like collaborations you know you want to get the brewers down and get some of their beers on and yeah you know do like meet the brewers and then you know create this kind of buzz around it all mm. so so it's a, a kind of venue to do that as well really yeah and you know from us you know it's all about getting the best possible beer as, as you can mm. uh, to as many people as you can uh, which and like i said doing it yourself uh, is is ideal for that Having those event spaces is, is like completely different it than does, the it just small tap completely room. changes it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then yeah. we've we've done some stuff with like local musicians and you know mm. trying to you know gigs and those kind of events. So again, having that additional space is is key. You don't just do beer. You've done you do cider. You've also done mm-hmm. gin as well. That's right, isn't it? You've mm-hmm. done gin. Um, is there anything mm. else you want to like go into? Is there any other alcoholic you know, no. journeys you want to go on. <laughs> no, I don't think so. The gin is quite recent. That's like mm. so that's using beer, beer hops um as beer a kind hops. of in place. <laughs> beer beer <laughs> hops. Not those other hops. <laughs> <laughs> Special beer hops. <laughs> those bloody non brewers. In beer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, as it's opposed a plan. to hops you don't put in beer. <laughs> Forget it. Uh, using hops that we have used in some of our favourite beers. There, there we is. go. Nice. <laughs> in place of there botanicals. Go. There you go. Okay, um, cool. I'll get there in the end. How's how's the gin been going? I know like people have yeah, suddenly no, really gone well, yeah. mad for gin. I don't oh, get it personally. I just No, I don't get it either. Yeah. I don't like juniper and that kind of that stops yeah, me problem. right there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like is I d I can't imagine it being kind of on par with your beer sales but have you found any kind of differences i mean it's it it sells but i mean we are it's one of those things that like it's it's a it's a it's a good gin but mm. you know we we're really good at making beer yeah yeah <laughs> so it's kind of just knowing what you're good at yeah. uh, but also kind of trying to meet trying to meet the kind of the market demand and obviously having different products and yeah, you know, people like well, I can buy beer for me and gin for you, or I can buy you know beer for me inside of you, or you know. So yeah. it's there's a balance between spreading yourself too thinly yeah. and trying to do everything, um, and just doing a few additional products just to kind of broaden the appeal that that little bit extra. I think it's always gin, a- like you said, everybody loves gin. So, yeah. yeah, and a lot of breweries have been dipping into the gin game. Yeah, they? yeah. So George, did you actually have like a part in the gin distilling, no, or is it a different I, team? I, I, I'm- no, nah, I, I try and stay clear from that. <laughs> I try and stick to beer. Nah, beer. <laughs> it's heresy. Beer is mine. My... You know, it's funny, actually. The gin, part of the gin thing was another experience. Des and Karen uh, went on like a make your own gin experience and obviously took hops with them. And they were like, yeah, we're going to put hops in the gin. And then again, uh... it's kind of, oh, it turned out really nice. Oh, we should probably do this. Ah, <laughs> so, see, that's the thing. We've, we went and made our own gin, we didn't did. we? we did there were no toughness. hops on offer. I no. would have been far more interested if we were able to put hops in the gin. <laughs> So no, they, they took yeah. they took their own hops with them. They were that's, like, "We're definitely going to put hops in." Okay, it. we'll have yeah. to do it again. We'll take we'll Simcoe. Take hops. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> take, yeah. Exactly. Like Maga Citra or something. Yeah. Get some of those beer hops. We're gonna have take to... them. Yes, yeah, some of the beer hops. Beer. <laughs> Get some of those beer hops. Make, make sure they're beer hops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. None of those other hops. None of those. None of those, none of those ones, cider yeah. hops. We can't have those. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't get don't get don't get confused. Don't get confused with those other hops. You might just happen to have lying around in your house. I did a quarantine homebrew. Um, without using without using hops. Wait. Um. Tell us more. So I didn't have any hops and I didn't want to go to the brewery just to get some hops. So 
I didn't have any yeast either. So I just had malt Mm. and I went picking nettles from the garden and around the hedges. That's cool. And I didn't have any homebrew equipment, so I've used a plastic tub that I've kind of cleaned out and sterilized. Yeah. So it's like a storage bin and just a pot and boiled a load of nettles and then spontaneously fermented it with just whatever was on the nettle. And it turned out terribly disgusting. Damn it. I was so excited. I thought, oh my God, a nettle, a spontaneous nettle beer. This sounds amazing. I tried it and it's shit. It's horrible. It's so bad. I was really expecting like a proper... I know. I was so looking forward to a success story then. That was good storytelling right there. I was was so excited when I was doing it. I thought, geez, I've I've cracked it here. Hashtag quarantine brew. Yeah, like three, four weeks down the line when when it's about finished fermenting, it's crap. All these, all these idiots buying uh, hops oh. from Yakima Valley when you could just get nettles from your back garden. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, who needs beer hops when you could use nettles? <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask. So you, so you don't do very much home brewing then these days, or kind of what was your like? Um, not really. No, I mean, no? I've done home brewing in the past. Yeah. But when you kind of brew at work all day. Yeah. You just don't yeah. want to anymore. Don't want to do any off time. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 something that I, I think I would get into when I kind of devote less time to the pub. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, yeah, at the age I'm at, I kind of want to spend as much time <laughs> when I'm not at work, kind yeah. of in the sea or in the pub. That's so, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think when I when I hit when I hit thirty and I get a dog, I'm gonna yeah. buy a homebrew kit. And okay. just start brewing in the kitchen every day. That was good. No, I'd love to. I, I really want to get into it, but I'm just like, I'm just going to leave that to people that know what they're doing because I will. It's, you can you can easily get like a like a grandfather, which is a kind of all in one brew system. Okay. And and you know it's it, it's really good for beginners because it's a really good kind of online community, mm-hmm. recipe sharing things like that. You can buy recipe kits, but it's expensive buying yeah. a brew kit as well. Yeah. And obviously being kind of. A kind of professional brewer full time. If you're going to, if I'm going to brew at home, I want kind of as uh, up to the kind of same kind of par as what I'm brewing on with work. Yeah, which is obviously bloody well expensive for a hobby. Yeah. So <laughs> that's no, that's how know, I feel because I just think like if I like Phoebe always goes like, oh, you should try and homebrew, and I go like, yeah, but I'm just going to want the the end product that I can get from from. From you're like, impatient, you know, is what you're from saying. From vessel, and like when I don't yeah. get that, I'm just going to be like, "This is this. Why am I even bothering with this stuff?" Yeah, this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. patience at yeah. all. Yeah, you, you've ruined you've ruined it for yourself by going somewhere like vessel. That's the problem. That, <laughs> that is. Yeah. You've got, like, you got to know how curated. Yeah, the guy's <laughs> like curating his beer selection from like the best yeah. beers he can get from around the world, and then you're like, "I could brew this in my garden, maybe." Yeah. 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 Try the nettles. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. <that's it. laughs> I was going to ask, so you got you guys. What's your like? What's your favorite style of beer? And what, like going forward with um with the brewery, like what do you what what beers do you guys want to do more of that you're not currently doing at the moment, or that you've done before and you'd love to see kind of a new iteration of that uh, in the future? I would struggle with favorite style of beer. Yeah, so it's, it's like, well, what did I drink last? Yeah, and was it good? Mm. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, um, we kind of go round, but like I said, I mean, like you always find yourself going back to a decent pub and a good pint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of like now there are so many different styles of beer. You can almost be like, what beer do I fancy today? Do I want yeah. a stout dominant? And you're yeah. like, yeah, do I want a bitter? Yeah. 
basically ours. And you know, and there's even moments when you're like, what I want is a really good lager. So mm-hmm. yeah. To answer your question, I don't have a favorite style of beer. Yeah. But... No. That's probably the best thing to be like to have as a brewery. I have a favorite beer. Yeah. Go on. What's your favorite beer, George? Worthington White Shield. Oh. Which is I've not heard of that. Probably won't like that because it's a macro. It's owned by Coors. Okay. It's 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 a very, very very English IPA. Okay. Um, and if you want to try it, there's a brewery in Burton at the National Brewery Museum called Heritage Brewery, and they recreate old recipes from the brewing archives right okay. and they they Always do good. their version of the worthington recipe okay um, cool. and it's a it's a proper english it's just like it's it's different to what you think an ipa is now yeah right you drink a lot of the kind of new world ipas and they're really fragrant really mm. kind of really fruity whereas this is just like it's big it's bitter yeah and it's really kind of caramel treacly it's just, it's just it's something a little bit different mm. nice well yeah, yeah it's like it's the original it's the og it's not yeah all the crazy hypes that we get now and trends and things so yeah beer I, mean, I, I, I love new world ipas mm. but, yeah. but it's just like obviously being from burton as well i'm yeah completely You're biased. yeah biased <laughs> yeah now that's cool so you obviously macro brews let's go into it uh, I mean, you guys are very uh, independent. You're all for independence. And I don't know why I'm going to ask this, but if a supermarket were to come to you and they were like, hey, here's a deal. We've had that. And have you? Said, <laughs> yeah. We, we have. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, yeah. I mean, as a, as a small producer, uh, supermarket doesn't work for us. Mm-hmm. And it's not because we don't like supermarkets. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like Tesco's got great beers now, but it's yeah. yeah. For, for the size we are, mm-hmm. it would basically mean becoming a single product brewer. We would have to sacrifice everything else just to keep keep up with the capacity. Yeah, yeah. And it, we, we're not we're not about that. No, really, not the supermarkets are anything wrong with them. You know, Tesco got a great range of beers, as I said. Mm. Um, but it's just the size we're at. Mm. It doesn't make it any just, sense. It just wouldn't work. No, I don't think so. How do you guys feel about uh, the breweries that do do decide to go into supermarkets? Like, do you, there's obviously there there is some backlash to that from the beer community. What's your guys' thoughts on that? Without throwing you under the bus, at, you know, at all. Say what you will. <laughs> I think I just think it's up. It's up to the individual breweries. Yeah. I mean, you've got to make you've got to look at your products and how you make it and your cost of production and all the rest mm. of it. Yeah. And you've got to make your own decisions. If it makes sense for you to to sell beer to supermarkets, then sell beer to supermarkets. If it yeah. doesn't, then then don't. Yeah. If yeah. it's against your kind of your core beliefs, then then you know, fair fair enough. I I think it's I think it's very difficult when people sort of start going down that route of you know you're a sellout. You've done this. You've done yeah. that. I mean, you mm. look at something like Brewdog, who obviously they 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 started off selling beer to Tesco's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's one of the key the key parts of, of that whole journey. And obviously now people have got a very divided opinion about Brewdog, but yeah. mm-hmm. you can't argue that they've done a huge amount for the industry and, and you can't really argue with that. Like I say, you might not like it, but that's their decision. They took that decision at an early, an early stage in their kind of uh, career, I guess, as a, as a kind of as brewers and as a company. And, and that's mm-hmm. where they are now. And yeah. Yeah. You rather drink, you know, punk IPA or Carling. I mean, it's exactly. up to you, but yeah. 
those are the kind of choices and now you can go into a supermarket and you can get a great range of beer mm. yeah or you it's, can go somewhere yeah. like vessel and you and you can get beer which is you know yeah. you can't buy in a supermarket so mm. the, the choice yeah. is is there for the consumer and, and as a producer you you make the decisions for yourself that mm. make sense that's typically the consensus i think it's it's dependent on as a brewery where you're at it's what you know what your values are and things like that and it's like you say a lot of people have very strong opinions on this mainly it's the people that aren't brewers that have uh, extremely oh, strong yeah. opinions that's all, that's all yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah i think it's yeah i think it's good to kind of bring forward the reasons why people do which is why we we ask pretty much everyone mm. we yeah i mean and it is it so, is it is yeah. one of those things that comes off like we we hand bottle our beer mm-hmm. you know and hand cap it and hand label it if you then look at the kind of the cost of doing that and then you look in a supermarket at the cost of, of a bottle of beer yeah it, it just we, it doesn't we add can't up. Like, do it you just can't <laughs> yeah. do it and, yeah, and yeah. you wouldn't do it you'd be you'd be you'd be bonkers to do it you know you you'd be hand labeling an yeah. awful lot of bottles yeah well like so your, your website work. says yeah. uh that you um you're a batch brewery with no computants or accountants to run the show so i think you know there's there's yeah, an that, op- that kind of sums yeah. it up you know you mm. you're not that's not that's not a mindset that leads you down the I'm going to sell at this particular margin to supermarkets in yeah. huge quantities. It's about let's make a really good beer. Yeah, I think for me it's um, the quality that it's kept in um, supermarkets. Just they're that's not going the to put issue the time for me in as well. Yeah. yeah, and 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 I like going into a shop and asking the staff what I should what yeah. I should get. Obviously, I, I'll choose what I want, but yeah. the staff know what they're talking about in a supermarket. You just you just don't get that. Yeah, mm. that's um, it. I think if I'm ever buying beer, I'll always go to an, a kind of a, an independent bottle shop yeah. um, just for that. Yeah. I used to think that was crazy. And then uh, Northern Monk had Heathen. And I, I remember the, the first time I drank it was at Vessel. Oh, yeah. And then that was one of the beers that made the transfer over to Morrison's. And I remember really being really excited, like, oh, they've got Heathen now. And I drank it. And I was like, I was like, Phoebe, I don't. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same brew. <laughs> it's just not. It's totally off topic that we were just on. But um, you did, uh, I think it was the Christmas just gone. I'm pretty sure it was. An oak barrel aged spice vintage ale. Was this uh, the like only beer you've done in barrel aged? Is this the only kind of... It was the first one we've done. Oh. oh. Um, <laughs> we've got some of the Connor Stout sitting in a barrel now. Amazing. Um. Smells good. Um, yeah, it was It was kind of like we, we, we got a red wine barrel from um, a local chap. I think he's got a vineyard in France or something. Mm. Um, and we were like, what the hell do we do? So we put this strong kind of beer. Um, it, was it 317? I think, wasn't it? It was 317, which was a... Yeah, it's like a, a, a 7.4%. Big beer we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then we put it in a barrel and then we put a shitload more figs and grapes and stuff and then it fermented in the barrel again. Um, and then we just left. It was all kind of like, mm, let's give this a go. There mm. was, it was, you know, there wasn't... It was highly scientific. I don't want to sound unprofessional, but it was quite spontaneous. <laughs> Deciding what to do. <laughs> yeah. We've Very got the barrel like, right, let's... <laughs> let's give it a go. Whack some beer in there. Let's just yeah. do this. Oh, I love that. I love that. No, I love spontaneity when it comes to these things. Yeah. Well, it was that... Um, is that the first time you've barreled, George? Is that the first time you've kind of dabbled with barrels? Yeah. 
yeah. for me, yeah. And it, that's something that you enjoyed and you want, you're going to do, obviously you said you've got Connor I'd, Stout in there. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to do more. Our issue is space. Barrels yeah. take quite a bit of room mm. and we don't have much in the first place. Um, obviously, yeah. I mean, I think barrel age stuff's cool. I don't drink an awful lot of it, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because it's normally strong. And I, I don't know that that, that kind of, it's not my go-to choice of beer. Okay. It's quite for me. It's think. it's the tartness of it quite sometimes. A, yeah, it's mm. it's quite a particular um, taste. Um, so it was kind of quite uh, entering the unknown, I guess. Yeah. Um, mm. Well, that's how you do it. But it was. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, exactly. We obviously couldn't get our hands on it, but um, it, it sounds very Christmassy, and I think obviously Christmas was a good time to. It is very Christmassy. Yeah. yeah release it that, out there. Yeah. So that's cool. So we should maybe expect some more and possibly a barrel aged Conestout. I'm in. Well, yeah, it's in barrel aging barrel at the moment, so it will be coming out of the barrel at some point. We just finished our Conestout <laughs> yeah. and I'm already we up did. for more. So, I know. You know. Uh, Conestout is obviously still raising money for Calm, is that right? Yeah, so every every kind of, yeah, every Cam that we sell, uh, yeah, donates. So it's been, it's been a nice project. We've done quite a few, like, charitable type mm. projects. We've got, like, an ongoing... Uh, relationship with the lobster hatchery in Padstow. Yeah, I saw who, that. Who look after the lobster population. So we do a beer called Lobster Tail yeah. uh, that supports them. Mm-hmm. And we've done a, a lager with the uh, RNLI. Oh, the, yeah, the, the Lifeboat, Lifeboat Lager. Yeah. Okay. Um, Lifeboat Lager. So we've done that for the last couple of years. Um, and we've got a new beer coming out, hopefully, at the end of this month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the, the Fisherman's Mission, who obviously look after the welfare and kind of support fishermen all around the country. Yeah, um, I mean, like you say, where you are, you kind of you're faced with uh, that industry, the fishermen and things like that. And I'm I'm totally for that, having worked in absolutely. the National Marine Aquarium. And uh, uh, I think it's interesting as well. Obviously, with Brexit coming slash is here, um, it's they're going to take a hit you know, again. I've about so. Brexit. It's I know, of, right? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't on the top of my mind anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think no, it's no, it's yeah. gone. <laughs> I, I don't know what's happening. Thanks anymore. for bringing it back up for me. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brexit's yeah. back, everyone. Hooray! Thank you very much for listening to the High Hops podcast. We asked Simon and George uh, if there was kind of anything they wanted to promote, and they had this to say. So we're bringing out Sundowner Free and also a new version of our 2.8%. So we've been doing a 2.8%, which has had a number of different names, and that's just going to be called Shallowing. But that's always a massively popular beer as well, because... Yeah, it's interesting. You've got the whole world of like high strength beers and then people are like, actually, a 2.8% beer that I can just sit and drink uh, is ideal. So, um, yeah, so we're really excited about those two beers and obviously being able to bring out new beers uh, now, we're quite, quite, quite happy about. Yeah, and um, you're doing um, home delivery. Um, how far are we able to, like, how far are you going? We're doing, we do nationwide deliveries on our mm-hmm. web, web shop website. If you live in Padstow, like locally get in touch with us and we'll obviously deliver to your door if it's a little bit further afield we might use a courier but again just we'll kind of arrange that yeah uh, out cool. but yeah no we're doing as you can imagine we're doing an awful lot of beer doing an awful lot of beer just brood a bit <laughs> sending an awful lot of beer out uh from our website at the moment and expect a uh, nettle beer brew minus the yeast. Oh God! And... <laughs> I <wouldn't... laughs> yeah, that would be cruel. That would be cruel for me to share that. And that nettle beer, uh, I think, definitely sounds really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> Though I'm, I'm sure um, George would not want us to say that. But you know, maybe uh, George's 
Work nettle, on it, George. You got this. I nettle, believe in you. But nettle beer IPA will be, you know, it's happened out. before. I think Wild Beer have done a nettle beer. It'll be so. Connor's Stout, George's nettle beer IPA. I can see it happening. Do it. <laughs> uh, but also the uh, the bar- the barrel aged Connor's Stout. I'm. Uh, oh yeah. I'm up for that one. That so comes up out. for that. But anyway, thank you very much for listening. Next week we'll be back with an episode. Uh, an edible episode. An edible episode, yeah. Something. I'm going to jump on the hype train again. <laughs> yeah, it's just anything from Northern Monk at the moment, it seems to be. Oh, they just they keep banging out these awesome ones. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that massively, especially because you're going to cook as a roast dinner. So. I will, yeah, so we'll be comparing that one. Uh, and then the, yeah, and then hopefully we should have an episode with a certain beer channel. <laughs> yeah, soon. we've got Honky Tonk for that. Yeah, we do. I didn't say coming oh, right, up. Okay. I did say coming up. Um, so keep an eye out for those few things. And also we'll be doing a wine to beer mm. comparing. So very interested in those few episodes we've got coming up on the horizon. So stick around. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can follow Phoebe on Untapped. Untapped for all the beer she is still drinking constantly, <laughs> never stopping. It's starting to worry me. And you can email us with any recommendations. Drink responsibly. At hellohighhops at gmail.com. You can find the podcast on a variety of apps. Link in bio for all the different ones. Please Mm -hmm. give us a like and a recommendation. It really helps us out. Yep. And uh, shop local, support your your small breweries and your tap rooms. Uh, A lot of people are still doing deliveries. Mm. And stay safe. Stay in. No matter what he says, Mr. Boris. If you can, we'll be airing this episode pretty much a few hours before uh, Boris Johnson does his speech. So we'll see what happens with the country this week. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye.